Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Hot Takes from the Berg Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Michener, joined alongside Jackson Didlake and Ryan Wilkes. How y'all doing today, boys? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm doing well. Ready for some postseason football. I've got some takes today that you guys uh, might not agree with. I'm excited to get down to it. Yes, we have some absolutely fantastic, super wild card football being played this weekend. Uh, we got six total games in the wild card round, uh, the most in NFL history I can think of. Uh, it's going to be a very, very fun Saturday and Sunday. Um, starting off on Saturday afternoon, we have the two-seed Buffalo Bills, the winner of the AFC East, going up against the number seven seed Indianapolis Colts. Um this is going to be a very, very intense game for both teams. Uh, a lot on the line for Indianapolis. Uh, most likely, Phillip Rivers last year to win a Super Bowl and a young team behind him with a young running back in Jonathan Taylor. And then on Buffalo's side, a very, very young team uh, led by Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, uh, one of the best one-two punches in the NFL right now. It's going to be a fun one for sure. I think this is obviously going to be one of the more lopsided ones of the weekend. Um but I'd love to hear if you guys, I mean, obviously Phillip Rivers probably closing in on his final game, like you pointed out. That's going to be the talk of, I'm sure, every single broadcast for this game is going to be, can the Colts will Phillip Rivers to a Super Bowl? Because during his time in the Chargers, they didn't make it very far. Um, but I mean, let's be realistic here. I mean, the Bills are probably playing some of the best football in the league over the last two months or so. And I mean, I, I mean, Ryan, I mean, how do you see this unfolding? Do you think Buffalo really can, you know, do you see a chance for Indianapolis against Buffalo? You know, not really, but I do see it being a a kind of highly contested at times. Uh, I think it's all, it all relies on the back of if the Colts defense is going to show up number one, because like you said, it's one of the best offenses in the league. Uh, One of the best one, two punches, at least with uh, Allen and Diggs. And if the rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor, will show up, and he did last week, so that's a good sign. I mean, albeit against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he had a fantastic performance, 30 carries, 253 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, He's a really exciting young player, and like you said, I think it's going to be the defense, if anything, that wills the Colts to this win, but I have them losing by about 10 points. I think it's going to be – you know, I think the – it's going to be close to the beginning, and the Bills are going to pull away towards the end, but I do think it will be a pretty decent game. But in the end, I see the Bills coming down on top. I would, I would um, generally I agree. Say, Steph- I will say Stephon Diggs is questionable right now. So um, if he's not in the game, that's that's a huge, huge loss uh, for Buffalo, considering Stephon Diggs was the leading receiver in the NFL with a little over 1,500 yards. Um, a huge, huge season from Stephon but in, in reality, it's it's relying on Indies has been one of the most underrated defenses, in my opinion. I mean, they have a fantastic front seven led by led by two very very talented guys, and Darius Leonard and uh, DeForest Buckner, and a a very very good young safety in Julian Blackman, um, who 
honestly is in was in my defensive rookie of the year candidacy. I think this is going to be easier said than done. I, I think the Bills. A lot of people probably expect the Bills to take this one easy. I don't think it's going to be that. I think the Bills are definitely going to take care of business, but I don't think it's going to be an easy win nonetheless. And like Ryan said, you know, I do kind of expect this to be close to start off a little bit, go back and forth. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's it's hard to trust Phillip Rivers to put points up on the board. And I would definitely lean Josh Allen. And even if, say, Josh Allen doesn't even have his guy, Stephon Diggs, I mean, you're still looking. I think Cole Beasley's questionable right now, but even Beasley's been a great option. You still have John Brown back there. I think overall, when it comes down to getting points at the end of the game, I just think Josh Allen's going to be able to pull this one out. And I do expect them to win by probably double digits, um, like Ryan had. I, I am going to go with the Bills. Um, Josh Allen uh, started off the year MVP candidate, fell off a little bit towards the middle of the season, and then picked it right back up at the end. Um, probably one of the better uh, month-and-a-half stretches of a quarterback that I've seen in a while. Um, really led that team to to that thirteen and three record, and honestly, it should be fourteen and two with that that lucky hail mary from from Kyler to D Hop, and they they honestly might have had the one seed over Kansas City. I but totally agree. One one lucky pass, uh, but it's a three zero sweep to Buffalo. We'll we'll see how that pans out uh, tomorrow one o five Eastern Standard Time. On to the next game, Saturday afternoon. A rematch from week 16? Or was it, was it last week they played again? Oh, it was 16. We have Seattle Seahawks and the, the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, a division rivalry. Um, the, the big question for, for Los Angeles is if Jared Goff can be healthy. Uh, it sounds like right really now the they're planning on starting John Wolford. That's what I, that's my understanding is that that is the current plan is for him to play. That's going to hurt. Yeah. That's going to hurt a lot. <laughs> you can't understate how important that is. Yeah. If that's the case, you know, you're looking at, at especially with how, how does he, if, if you're looking at this game, you're looking at, uh, the Rams um, already has is... Jason. I think he might be behind me a little bit, but I think that I think even at this at this point, if you would have Jared Goff playing this game, I think the Rams are still at a slight disadvantage because you know I think the Seahawks win this quarterback battle even with Jared Goff being the starting quarterback. And uh, I, I'm taking the uh, Seahawks either way. And I think if John Wolford is a starting quarterback, this could get really ugly. And um, yeah, I've got the Seahawks by six as of right now, but that could go up depending on the status of Jared Goff. Um, another big thing, this Seattle defense has really turned it around lately. Um, went from being arguably the worst pass defense in the league to not being terrible on that side of the ball. Um, really, it's been that offense that's been a little shoddy lately. Um, but if Russell Wilson comes out to play, um, brings back the, the early MVP form that he was in, they're going to win this game by a long shot. I think just looking at it as a quarterback standpoint, I would have, I, I personally would have taken Seattle either way, 
just like Ryan, but now you look at it and you're looking at potentially staring down at John Wolford versus Russell Wilson matchup in the playoffs. And I mean, honestly, I think you're crazy if you're somehow taken, I mean, you're going to really need to, the Rams defense to step, step up and they definitely can. It's, I mean, it's an elite defense. It was the best defense in the NFL this year. They have a fantastic defense, but like you said, Seattle's also stepped it up. I don't think Wolford's going to be able to get done anything done against Jamal Adams and company. And, uh, I expect this one to maybe be the biggest blowout of the day. I mean, I think all three of the games on the slate are probably not going to be that relatively close, maybe. But like this one is if, if John Wolfords comes in and they shut him down, it's going to be a bad, bad day for Los Angeles. Yeah, I Seattle is going to going to easily walk away with this one, in my opinion. Um, Russell Wilson is still my MVP choice, um, even despite the fall off he had. Uh, still how he started the season just and willed that team to the wins that they had. I don't think anything can really beat that. Yeah, I, I like I like the Seahawks as well. And like I said, you know, even with Jared Goff, the Seahawks are, are still a superior team. But I think it really is strength versus strength. I think the Seahawks offense with Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett, and going against that Rams defense could really be something to watch out for. If indeed Jared Goff is a starting quarterback, I, don't, I still don't think the Rams come out on top, but obviously it's a more highly contested game if he is a starting quarterback. And I've got, as of right now, like I said, I've got the Seahawks by six, but that could that could easily change. And um, I think it could be a tight game, but it really just depends who they announce as a starting quarterback. Well, on to the final game for Saturday. We have the Washington football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the the worst of the best made it out of the NFC, or the best of the worst made it out of the NFC East, and they're going up against what is what could be argued as the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, but the the Buccaneers are flawed. Um, you you really have to look at that team deep and see their flaws. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the run game without Ronald Jones. Tom Brady is probably in the worst system he's ever been in. Um, and honestly, I see Washington having a slight chance of winning this game with how this, I actually agree. how well this, this, I would agree. I think that it's played. a little surprising, but I think they have a better chance than a lot of people are getting on. It'd definitely be hard to take Washington to win this one. But I do think that they have a better chance than a lot of people are letting on. And I'm sure, Jason, you're you're with me here on how exciting this is to see Washington back in the playoffs. I know uh, our Dallas fan, Ryan, over there is not feeling too great about it. But, I mean, it's going to be exciting not only for us to watch, but I do think this is going to be – I mean, it's definitely a tall order against Tom Brady. But like you said, you know, they are a very, very flawed team. If we can somehow get to Tom Brady, there is a – path to victory now much like the rams one it also sounds like this may be a game where we're not seeing the regular starter tyler heineke actually might be starting this game it sounds like alex smith's still a little sore so this probably like jared goff is we're going to know like 10 minutes before the game starts who's actually starting at quarterback which is a huge question mark but i mean i think washington has a chance but man i mean to, to actually take washington over tom brady in the playoffs i don't, I don't think i have the heart to do it Here's where the disagreements start coming in with me 
and you guys. See, like you said, I'm a big Cowboys fan, and I'm still a little hurt from last week. But the first thing I put in my notes, the very first bullet point, do not poke the bear, Chase Young. Chase Young made a comment about how they went, they want Tom Brady, and that's all well and good until Tom Brady steps on that football field and you realize you messed up. So that's what I'm going to say about that. But like, like you guys said, the, the Redskins defensive line is fantastic. And what where the concerns come in is that secondary going up against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and even Rob Gronkowski. I think that's when the problems come in. I don't think this one's going to be particularly close, but it could be. I'm not ruling out that possibility, but I've got the Buccaneers by two touchdowns. I think Tom Brady goes out and play, plays a very good game, and I think, you know, the Redskins defensive line will have their successes throughout the game, but I just don't think the Washington offense can keep up. And, you know, that's just how I see this game going. But, again, a lot of these games could go one way or the other. That's just the way I see this one going. And I think calling out Tom Brady is a bit of a rookie mistake, and hopefully Chase Young can learn from that and move forward. But that, that's what I got going forward. I mean, no matter what happens in this 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 Washington team, just its story in general has has honestly been one of the most heartfelt stories in the NFL. I mean, how Alex Smith came back from almost dying from from having a leg infection, almost having his leg amputated, seventeen different surgeries, and coming on the field being a four and one as a starter, and then the whole Ron Rivera situation, finally being cancer in October, have IVs shot into him at halftime just to be able to be on the field. Like no matter what you have to respect this Washington team. Absolutely. I'm completely with you. I, I love the story of these guys. Uh, Alex Smith will go down as one of the most inspiring stories in NFL history. I mean, it, it's a great story and coming from a Dallas fan, like if you respect the game of football at all, if you have any you know respect for the, the NFL and the game of football, you have to respect what these guys have gone through to be where they are now. I mean, Ron Rivera, obviously you see with the whole Dwayne Haston situation, he doesn't put up with anything. And I, I think that shows the integrity of that guy. And I, I think he is one of the, one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think he's fantastic. What, what he's done with this team, bringing them to where they are, even with all the stuff that went on being in a COVID year, having a young quarterback make bonehead decisions. Uh, I think it's pretty incredible where they're at now. And I, I really do respect everything that they've done throughout the season. I mean, this has really been a, a Hollywood type season for Washington. You know, the name change earlier, you obviously have a new head coach, the Dwayne Haskins saga. Um, but like, I mean, the Washington defense is a really good defense. I think they have the chance to, to slow down Tom Brady. And I do think, I don't think Tom Brady's going to have that great of a game personally. Um, but it, it, to have to rely, I mean, this Tampa defense is also very good. I think Washington closed off with the second best defense in the league, but I think Tampa was easily in the top 10. So this is going to be, it's going to be tough. And what my ultimate decision comes down, I take Tampa Bay in this one, but it like it ultimately comes down to not just Tom Brady, but having to rely on Washington to put up points with Taylor Heineke or Alex Smith behind center who hasn't been great. So I would take Tampa and probably by two touchdowns or so. I am going to take Tampa, but it is, you're going to have to really rely on the run game this week. And if Antonio Gibson is healthy, then it, it, you have a good shot of, of doing something. But if, if Gibson's still out with that toe, with that turf toe, 
it's it's not looking good for Washington, especially if you don't have Smith behind behind center. Yeah, agreed. Now on to Sunday. First off, we have the rematch of the AFC divisional playoffs. The the famous Earl Thomas blocking for Derrick Henry. We have the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Oh boy. Um I they played this again is... this year in the regular season too when they lost again. Yeah. Um but the whole at fourth quarter, Lamar Jackson going to the bathroom, he's been a different beast. Um, that, that Baltimore team these last three weeks has looked phenomenal. I mean, they have uh, one of the better defense in the league, uh, a defensive rookie of the year candidate in Patrick Queen, who has really looked like he's been the C.J. Mosley replacement. Uh, they haven't really had that since Mosley left in the 2018 free agency. Um but, I mean, you're going against the King and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, this Titans team is fantastic. And I'm sure this is going to be one of my surprising takes. Um, but I actually think the Ravens finally pull this one out. I think Lamar Jackson's been playing at an, an elite, elite level to end this season off. Obviously, he started off slow. Defense has kind of figured him out after the MVP season. But I think he's been playing so well. I think the, deep, the Ravens' defense is very good. I think that they're finally going to get over the hump, not only just get over the hump in the Titans, but I think getting over the hump in the Titans is also going to just propel them to a long playoff run. I know last year, a lot of people thought the Ravens were going to be very good this year. Um, and even last year thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. Everything falls apart very, very fast. And I think that this year is actually going to be the year. I think this is the year that the Ravens make a bit of a deep playoff run. And that has to start with beating the Titans, the team that knocked them out last year, and the team that beat them again in the regular season this year. Yeah, and Jackson, not only did they knock them out last year, they completely obliterated them when the Ravens were the hottest team in National Football League. They, they were the best team by far. Um, and it wasn't even as close as 28-12. to 12. They got a touchdown in the fourth quarter, but that game was three or four touchdowns. It was a three and four touchdown game most of the, most of the game. And I think that – you know, it's going to, it probably left a sour taste in Baltimore. I hope it did. And I think Baltimore comes out. I think it's as close to a coin flip game as you can get because the Tennessee Titans have two of the most electric offensive weapons in the national football league in a good quarterback with Ryan Tannehill. And you've got AJ Brown, the outside and Derrick Henry as your running back. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And I think the Titans defense is where the problems arise. They're giving over, they're giving up over 27 points per game and they haven't been great this year. So I think that's where the deciding factor comes in. I think the Ravens defense does enough. I think Lamar Jackson does enough. And I think the Ravens win by a field goal. I mean, I think this is the game of the week though. I mean like this entire wild card, super wild card round or whatever people are calling it. I think this is going to be the game to watch two very, very good teams. I mean, I think both of these teams have a serious (laughs) shot of going all the way to the Super Bowl. So I think this is probably one of the few games that I can very confidently say that I wouldn't be surprised if either one of these guys go very far. So I think it's going to be a great game to watch, and I expect that to whoever wins this game to put up a really, really good fight against probably the Bills. I am going to take Tennessee in this game. Um, I really like Derrick Henry. Uh, I haven't been super high on Derrick Henry all season, but – He's the seventh rusher ever to hit 2,000 yards. 
that just shows you something that he's he's not human. This man is from a, a different planet. I mean, he he's taken the soul of two guys already this season, probably even more. Um, but I, and then of course uh, a, a resurgence of Ryan Tannehill last season, and that carried over into this season. AJ Brown looking like a, a top ten receiver in the league this season. Um, I I don't know if Baltimore can really carry out what they kept doing the last few weeks, because um, Tennessee has really been the the nail in the coffin for for their playoff run. Um, so I, with that, I got to go with Tennessee. I'm just glad we finally disagreed on something. <laughs> well, I I think these last few games, I don't, I think it'll be one other disagreement. Um, but for the 4:40 p.m. game, it's weird schedule. We have a, a no-brainer. We have the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. Can we all just say how how in the hell did Chicago make it here? How? I still think they deserved this spot more than the Cardinals. Well, yeah, but still, it's the Bears. How did how did Chicago make it after starting okay, five? Washington and one? made it too. That's because they're in the worst division league. Well, he, yeah, Chicago's a surprise. Yeah, with Chicago, that is the textbook definition of limping into the playoffs. They get smacked by Green Bay, thirty-five to sixteen, and here they come limping in the playoffs to take on the twelve and four New Orleans Saints. I think it's a twenty-one point game. Uh, I think thirty-eight to seventeen is my prediction, and um, I think the biggest question here for the Saints is not are they going to win this game, but are they going to be able to get Michael Thomas back and healthy, and how how impactful is he going to be the rest of the way this postseason, if at all? I mean, I know he's returning to practice, but who knows really what his availability is going to look like. And I think that's going to play a huge role for the saints. Yeah. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to matter as much in this game. I mean, I think saints are going to be able to take this one, but if they can get Michael Thomas back healthy, I think that's going to be the biggest key to an actual saints playoff run. And I do have the saints going very far like the Ravens. I think that they're one of the most talented teams on paper, but they have to have a a healthy Michael Thomas and even if you don't play Michael Thomas in this game and I don't I don't think you need to you you got to make sure that guy's healthy you got to make sure Kamara is good to go I know he's dealing with his COVID stuff but he's expected to play right now so I, I think the Saints easily take this one I think it's by probably more than two touchdowns honestly but I don't expect this to be a close game this might be the most lopsided game of the weekend yeah this this Bears team got extremely lucky with Arizona losing the last two weeks. Um, honestly, I think this is by far by far the worst team in the playoffs. Um, you have a fraud of quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. Um, I I still have hope for him to have some kind of start in the league somewhere, just not with that team. I mean, Matt Nagy, just how is he still a head coach? This this Bears team is just. New Orleans is about to just mop them. Yeah, they might blow the brakes off of Chicago this weekend. And now on to Sunday night. The rematch of last week, we had the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh boy, how Pittsburgh has fallen from grace. 
it's been very disappointing to watch Pittsburgh fall. It's been a bad, bad six weeks to close off the season for sure. Yeah, for all sure. I can say, all I can say is I knew Pittsburgh was a bit fraud, but my God, this offense has just looked terrible the last few weeks. But the defense is still good. Yes, the defense is still very, very good. But at this point, you you lost to Washington. You lost to the, the Bengals. You almost lost to the Colts. You got on they've had so many bad games this season. It's been tough. And they, you know, you always talk about wanting to get hot at the perfect moment. And the Bills are, and the Steelers are absolutely not hot right now. They're doing worse than they had. I mean, you just I obviously you, you just lost last week, but you put in Mason Rudolph, so it really doesn't matter. But honestly, I still think the Steelers pull this one out. I mean, I think logically they only lost by two points to the Browns last week, and that was with Mason Rudolph as the starting quarterback. And the Browns essentially had to win the game. So I do think that the Steelers still pull this one off. I think they're still the superior team to the Browns. And honestly, I think the Browns are still just going to find a way to Browns it, essentially. Yeah, Jackson, here, here's where I disagree. I think the silver lining in this game – and I have no idea why he did this. The Browns head coach is out. They're a little bit down and out because, you know, their head coach is out. I mean, it's a big deal in a playoff game. Juju Smith-Schuster coming in and saying, and I quote, nah, I think they're still the same Browns that I've played every year. I think they're nameless gray faces. The Browns are the Browns. If you pay any attention, if you pay any attention to the NFL this year, you know that's a false statement. The Browns have came out and been extremely impressive after get, getting the brakes blown off of them. I personally did not, did not believe in the Cleveland Browns after the Baltimore Ravens smoked them in the first week of the season. And they've came out and been more than impressive, tallied 11-5 and five record. And Juju's just feeding them bullets and board material when they don't have their head coach. And I think this team is fiery. I think this team knows what they're capable of, even without Odell Beckham Jr. and – I think for a team that's hungry and, and chomping at the bit to play football and to be, you know, the real the real dog pound, I think that was a bad mistake by Juju. I think not only was he fueling the fire for multiple teams this year by dancing on their logos, but now he is called the Browns, essentially the Browns of old, which they're not. They're obviously not. They've proven that time and time again. And I think the Browns come out on top. I think they play with a chip on their shoulder, and I do think they defeat the Steelers on Sunday. I'd love to agree. I really would, but I can't. I, I just think, and, and for one, I mean, this isn't related, but in terms of coach of the year, I mean, I think it's Kevin Stefanski, and I don't think it's that close. I think Kevin Stefanski, what he's done with the Browns is fantastic because we saw what it looked like last year without a capable head coach in Freddie Kitchens. But I think, I think Kevin Stefanski is one of the best in the biz. I think he was a fantastic hire for the Browns, and I think they'd have a really, very, a really serious shot to win this game. But just with him being out, you obviously have other people in the coaching staff being out. I think it's I think it's really just too tall of an order to ask for the Browns to manage to not only, you know, win a playoff game without their head coach, but also to beat somebody like Ben Roethlisberger, who is one of the most seasoned veterans essentially in the league. I just I think I think it's going to be a very, very tall order. I think it's certainly possible. The Browns have been playing very good football, like you said, but. And you brought up Juju, man. He's got to stop. He he just he brings 
like you said, he just he just throws fire everywhere he goes. He's I mean, the last thing you would want in this game is for the Browns to come in with a chip on their shoulder. You want the Browns feeling good because they just beat you, even though you didn't have your starting quarterback. And instead, Juju comes out and kind of takes a little shot at the at the Browns like he loves to do. And I that I mean, like what you said there, if the Browns win this game, I think that that actually does have a big part to do with it is Cleveland talking about this all week. I mean, I mean, when we saw Juju's antics all, all season, I mean, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on just, just that in general, in terms of Juju? I came into the season. I loved Juju. I, I loved him. I loved how much fun he was having. I think he was one of like, you know, there's a difference between having fun and being disrespectful. And at a certain point, Juju dancing in the locker room, that's fine. Have your fun. The Buffalo Bills were dancing to uh, Can't Touch Us on the sideline. Yes, have your fun. That's what it should be. The NFL, sometimes you got to take away the business aspect and just have fun. And I think that's what the Buffalo Bills are doing. But when you dance on the team's logo, I mean, look look, look at the past when Terrell Owens came out and spiked the ball. Or uh, I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but he spiked the ball on the Dallas Cowboys logo. They were, you know, trying to knock his head off. And Juju now, I guess, just expects that it's fine when you come out when a team's warming up, going on their side of the field, dancing on their logo, and you don't expect anything to happen. Now, Von Bell came out and showed him what's up in that Bengals game, and that's when it kind of died down. And I I think it's good on Mike Tomlin that he took the initiative to tell Juju, listen, you can't be doing this. I mean, Juju's still young. He's a young guy, but he's got to understand the difference between having fun and blatantly disrespecting a team and I think that is partly what he did with his comments towards the Cleveland Browns and I think personally I think that puts him over the edge I think as much whatever you want to say about Baker Mayfield that guy's a competitor and he's going to come out and give it his all and in the end I think that's enough to take down a Pittsburgh Steelers team that finished the season one and four um, personally that's enough for me and if, it hap- if, if the Steelers win, I'm not going to be surprised. But if the Browns come out on top, you know, that's what I expect to happen. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in this game, but it wouldn't shock me if they fall to the Browns. Um, Juju has been – honestly, he he's shaping himself up to be another Antonio Brown with his antics. Um, he hasn't had the, the best season. Um Honestly, the worst season of his young career so far. Um, just been an absolute diva, uh, disrespectful to other teams, and he really got showed shown what would happen in that Bengals game. Uh, getting absolutely knocked out by Von Bell. Um, but really, just this in, this entire Pittsburgh offense has just been very, very questionable to me. Um, they don't have a run game. Uh, even when they had James Conner, they didn't have a fantastic run game. Big Ben is showing signs of regression again. Um, so it, it wouldn't shock me if Cleveland pulls this out, but I, I I think Pittsburgh has the better defense, and as they say, defense wins championships. So that's, that's the only reason I'm really going to go with them in this game. I mean, we talked about Phillip Rivers with his last chance to win a ring, but, I mean, we also have to bring up that it's probably Drew Brees, and it could even be Ben Roethlisberger's last chance to try to secure – another ring for those guys. But I mean, we have a lot of football this weekend, which is going to be people playing in their final games. Um, I mean, if Ben Phillip, I mean, any of those guys, I mean, we could be watching them for the final time this weekend. So that's something to keep your eye on. Enjoy watching 
all these guys before it's over, even Brady, who probably has at least one more year left in him. And who knows that guy's a robot. So, I mean, he could play for forever, but I mean, just enjoy watching these players while you can and enjoy some football while we still have it. Cause the off season's coming in close. Tom Brady's the LeBron of football. That's all I have to say. That man will TB play 12. Dies. TB 12 method, man, undefeated, undefeated. But like Jackson said, we have some absolutely fantastic football going on. Um, I hope you all get a cat- chance to catch most of the games. Um, but even with that, the, the what I think is the most exciting time, the NFL offseason is right around the corner. I mean, we have, the, we have free agency. We have all the draft stuff, uh, the combine, the actual draft, everything leading up to that. Just absolutely a whole bunch of fun stuff, and you're going to be finding a whole lot of content here on Hot Takes. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we talked about – I've been hearing all these Deshaun Watson trade rumors and, and stuff like that. I feel like stuff like that is going to be going down all offseason. You know, I feel like the draft is just about as uncertain as it's been in years. I think past Trevor Lawrence that won, who knows what could happen. You know, who knows who the Jets are going to take. You know, no, no one really knows these things yet, and I think that's uh, – will create for some really exciting content and – uh it's going to be a fun offseason for sure, but I'm really ready for some uh, great, great postseason football for sure. All I have to say is the Jets took the biggest L of the NFL. The biggest. I don't know. Don't be surprised if the Jags go. Dude, Urban Meyer, Philip, Justin Fields is his guy. Urban Meyer takes Justin Fields number one, and he proves that Ohio State quarterbacks can make it in the league. Ah, oh, man. I, I don't know how you – Trevor Lawrence I don't know how you pass. do that, but, man, that would be crazy. Trevor Lawrence is a tough pass, man. I, I can't I can't foresee that happening, but, you know, who knows? I saw McShay have, have a mock draft where Fields goes 15th to the Patriots. So, I mean, who knows what could happen? That yeah, that's happen. the last thing we want. It, it, that's, ex- that's exactly right. The last thing we want, actually, is Deshaun Watson to the Patriots, which I feel like is more of a possibility than Justin Fields at 15th. So, Agreed uh, there. we'll see. But with that, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. I hope you all enjoyed. I've been your host, Jason Michener, joined alongside Jackson Didlake and Ryan Wilkes. We'll see you all next time.